a podcast from Tell. For the full experience, download the app on the App Store or Google Play. So yet another uh, story is ready for the platform. You're churning these out, Klaus. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's happening. I can't stop. He really can't stop. Um, the next one is the Town Musicians of Bremen. Yes. Oh, that's the old name for it. I believe you have another take on the name. Yeah. So with this one, I just wanted to have a bit of fun with it. And part of that was changing the name. So I've called it the, um, the Totem Pole Orchestra. Of the Bremen, Totem Pole Orchestra of Bremen, yep. and uh, I'm sure we'll get to why that why that is, and wh- hence the change. Yeah, hence the change. Why we've changed it. Yeah. Well, the Totem Pole Orchestra of Bremen, or, or formerly known as the Town Musicians of Bremen, um, is again one of these stories uh, published in the early 1800s, mm-hmm. uh, or, or first published, then. so that's the records that we have of where they've started. So, mm-hmm. if you research this, that sort of it states that as the origin, which which strictly isn't correct because it's a folktale, uh, a German folktale yeah. that has been told over and over and over, changed and changed and changed and changed. So the so the original there is no original. Mm-hmm. Um, the Grimm brothers uh, were, I believe, the second ones to 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 write these stories, this story down, and it has become sort of the main uh, living story since. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one of those stories that we've been touching on earlier, like the the Snow Queen. That has been been dissected in different parts. Has been used. Some of the characters have been used in different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe one of the the dogs were used um, in a Japanese uh, computer game uh, back in the day. There's been multiple feature films uh, around this, yeah. and uh, music compositions uh, endless. Yeah. So again, one of those stories. And one, uh, of the, and one of the most recent and most memorable for anyone mm. who has children between sort of age four and eight is uh, Room on the Broom. And the author of Room on the Broom, uh, Julia Donaldson, essentially, I, I watched a, a podcast the other day and she and she was saying how she took the idea from the musicians of Bremen to use, do you know Do you know the story? So essentially what it is is you have all these animals, there. <laughs> yeah, all these animals are on the broom, they fall into the mud and they climb up on top of each other in the mud and they manage to scare off the dragon who's trying to kill the witch who is their friend. And so essentially they've ta- she's taken the idea, which what happens in the Museum of Bremen, where they, tr- climb, where they stand up on, each, on top of each other. Um, Don't give it all away. I'm not going to give it all away. The oh, there's so much more. But then, but but yeah. taking the elements of that, and I know which when you know she she sort of um, openly sort of says you know, the, these great story elements are out there to be used, so reuse them and, and retell them in a different way, which is you know what she's done and hopefully what we're doing as well. Exactly, it's ex- exactly what we've been have been doing with mm-hmm. with, with this story and, and the other stories as well. We've taken all the liberties that we we feel like taking and and um, updating and doing like what has been done for centuries, mm-hmm. um, making it our own and the original right now mm-hmm. until someone else comes on the Tell app and, and, and makes their own original. Yeah. So what did you do? Tell us, take us through the process. Well, the thing is, I didn't really want to, there was nothing within the structure. It's such a perfect structure for a story. So I focused, What makes it so perfect? I think it's just economical. It's not, there's some other stories out there which kind of feel like maybe they're kind of those elements where you could remove and it, would, it wouldn't affect the story so much. And we've talked about that in some other stories. But with this one, I felt like if you kept, it was so economical, it's quite a short story. If we took any element out, it was lean. It's a lovely lean story. And it just sort of tells itself really. So I, I felt there wasn't, wasn't anything I could change. So I wanted to change or, or add 
the idea of humour and and the dialogue especially, because the dialogue when you're telling a story... If Has it always been a funny story? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it's necessarily... I mean, it's not sort of slapstick humour, but what I wanted to do is add the humour through the voices of the characters. So, for example, the, the rooster is a sort of a jazz, into jazz because they, they all decide they want to become musicians, which is a little bit absurd. You know, the donkey just goes, I'm a bit bored, and then goes to go, walks to Bremen to buy a drum kit. Just little things like that, which aren't necessarily in the, in the original. So, mm. and, you know, and there's, an, there's a line where there's a line where the cat goes, oh, that sounds good. Do you need an accordion player? And in the story, I write, well, no one ever needs an accordion player, but they went along with it, you know, because it was a nice idea. So I think the Something idea Something you just, know if you are a musician, actually. If you're a musician, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. There are, there are many um, uh, anti-accordion jokes. I think the definition of a gentleman, isn't it? It's like someone who has an accordion but doesn't play it. Sounds, sounds I love sounds the accordion, enough. personally. But anyway, so things like that... Um, and adding just sort of a lightness of touch and humour and the character stuff, which again, if you're reading this story, which the tell stories are designed to be read out loud, mm. then I would just wanted to inject as much character and differentiate between the different characters, just so that they're fun to tell and they're fun to listen to. But and apart on, from on that, that note as well, we've done podcasts in the past where we are going through how to become a good storyteller, mm-hmm. and maybe checking that out would, yep. would be interesting in terms of relation to... Uh, telling our stories and and how they're meant to be told out uh, loud. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are some really simple um, little tricks or techniques that you can apply to your storytelling. Anything specific to this story? Which was, sorry? Anything specific to this story that people should keep in mind when telling it? Well, because we're focusing on the characters here, because you've got the character of the donkey, the dog, the cat and the rooster, uh, and there are the robbers as well, but they're sort of minor characters. Any of those characters, if you're thinking of telling that out loud, if you're, you know, you know, working through it, a nice thing obviously is to change your voice. And a great thing is just to think about people that you know. So these could be famous people. Uh, they could be people within your family. They could be people that your children know. You do impressions of people. And we all have the capacity to do that. So if you're going to do a character, don't worry about making it a perfect, you know, acting piece. You just think about someone that you know, because you'll be used to their speech patterns, the way they have mm. tone of voice, all that kind of thing. So character-wise, pick someone that you know and just do an impression of them, which is which is a great way to do it. I Give think. us a taste of your impression of the of the rooster. I believe uh, it's uh, you have a good one. Well, he, I mean, he's just a jazz... That's more... The jazz that, player. The, well, he's a jazz rooster. So they're, they're walking along and... I I mean, I can't... I wouldn't really... I don't want to give too much away. And, and I... <laughs> putting you on the spot no, here. But you are. Come on, but deliver. the thing is, I don't, I don't, I haven't. So, in my narration of this story, which again, you you can find online, is um, is that I haven't really, I didn't want to do too many voices. I just wanted to let the dialogue speak for themselves. Seems the like fact, seems like Klaus is lost for words here for the first time ever. Um, so, <laughs> let's see well, where so the fact that so they, they say, what should we do? And it, they say, what you know, we haven't got any instruments. How are we going to play? And he says, just be free, man. Just let it happen. So he's he's that kind of like, yeah, just chill out. Let's see, let's be free for him. And he's really into jazz. And there's one point where he kind of goes, well, I'm just into, that's my jam. You know, I just love letting things happen. And they they don't know what he's talking about, but he's really cool. So they let him join the band. Who you built that character on? That's built on you. On <laughs> me, oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> no, it's kind of, yeah. No, I just, again, I just wanted to have, I wanted to have different characters uh, within that and and make sure Because that's when things happen. If you look at any sitcom, you know, so whether it's Friends, whether it's Simpsons, you know, all these kind of things, mm. they are Dad's Army, you know, all these things which are 
the fun comes from different points of view and different characters and throw them all together. So I thought if I can differentiate between those characters, make one of them into jazz, the other one is just really enthusiastic and just wants to get there. Uh, the dog is just exhausted, doesn't want to run around and chase after sheep all day. So they've got definite things about them, which I think hopefully add humour to the story and make it more fun. And not knowing the story before, we've talked about before as a as a as a story effect to to make the characters animals. Mm. And I asked you earlier, um, have these characters always been animals? Or was that something that was that was added at some point? Do we think that this was a more serious story before and then the animals sort of got incorporated into it during time or my understanding is that, which is why I think this story has lasted so long, and it's probably one of the first, I don't know whether this is true or not, but my, under, my, my guess is it's one of the first times where you've got these um, anamorphous sort of characters where you've got a donkey who is just talking and you're supposed to accept that that's a, the donkey talking to a mm. cat, talking to a rooster, you know. Um, and And I think that's one of those story tropes which has been used again and again and again especially by disney and all these major mm. you know if you look at any sort of cgi movie where they've got us a talking rabbit or talking donkey or whatever it might be um because i think and the same thing with story books mm. I and mean, if you look at the julia donaldson the room on the broom you've got all these animals and the frog and the dog and the cat and and they're all talking and it's just accepting that world which makes it more fun and more interesting um and engaging i think for young children i guess if someone is out there listening to this who happens to be the, the the expert on the history of talking animals and that would and be fairy good to tales know. and stories you yeah, know yeah. please please let us know and yeah. and uh, and uh, enlighten us uh, within it um if you haven't already uh, check out the totem pole orchestra of bremen nice on uh, on uh, on the app and uh, and let us know what you think <laughs>